I don't, I don't have like an opening bit or anything, but we can get into it if we want. Oh, there's uh, Josie and the Pussycats is a real jerking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's totally jerking. It's totally jerking. <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats is the jerkingest movie in the world. Join the you army. You love Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Join the army. Oh. Um, Join the army. <laughs> if only, if only we had movie phone guy just on retainer. <laughs> Mr. <this> movie phone. <laughs> you love late to the movies. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. So good movie. We'll get to that. I guess let's start first, though. <laughs> As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast. So it would either be just uh, just doing the podcast, which I'm increasingly <laughs> convinced would probably be the best way to do it. <laughs> Or something along the lines of, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, that movie, 2001's Josie mm-hmm. and the Pussycats. Um, your guests, my guests, everyone's guests. Left or right across your podcast dial. I forgot to do this last time and I felt bad, so I remembered this time. Sam. Hey. Kay. Hello. And Bree. Hello. Not with y'all, but with the last episode. I just didn't introduce them until I think literally an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> um, must have been really confusing. I introduced me, though, so that's all that really matters. <laughs> this movie is one that I think at least someone on this episode has been extremely excited to talk about for a while. But <laughs> yeah. before we can. <laughs> it's me. It's me, guys. <laughs> uh, before we can do that, uh, has anyone watched anything worth mentioning recently? Um, I think the last movie I went to see was the new guardians with Ben. And the only thing I wanted to say, because I did get a friend that called me and asked, why did I cry so much? Cause Ben <laughs> mentioned, I, you didn't give any spoilers. You didn't say anything. You just said that I cried seven times Yeah, and I did. And it's not all just kind of like emotional. I do feel like this should have warned you. And I feel like I should warn people just okay. if you're going to see it, there is a lot of animal cruelty. Oh, okay. And that is why I cried so many times. Yikes. It had a great ending and it was a cathartic ending and the people that do the cruelty die bad and it's a good thing, but it's a lot. It's, it's still in there. Yeah. I think it's, I saw some tweet and sorry, I don't remember who it was from, but yeah, if, like trigger warning. If you have, you know, a dog or some kind of pet that has a face that sort of looks like a raccoon. Uh, maybe maybe skip this one. Yeah, and it's like one of those things that like you know it's going to end terribly for them, like because they're being so aware of like mm-hmm. how horrible things are happening. But I did cry every single time. So maybe maybe I'll watch Guardians by myself. Yeah, that's sounding like a yikes from me. Yeah, I'm sure by the time it's on streaming, there'll be guides of oh, this yeah. is the right the band of time to skip. Like but. for Megan, when it was like, here's where the dog doesn't have a good time. Yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Except it'll be, you know, like eight or nine chunks of five to ten minutes My each. My goodness. <laughs> um, do I want to watch this movie? It, I that's do probably, think it was. overstating it, but yeah. it's just like the structure of the movie is they keep going back to Rocket's backstory. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And so okay. that's, that's, that's I what's mean, happening. Gotcha. You have to guess. It's not great. <laughs> no, so, yeah. I played the Guardians game and he talks like they don't show it, but he talks a lot about mm-hmm. how bad what it is. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I liked that movie a I, lot. It's it sat really well yeah. with me since seeing it. It had a great ending, and I think it had a really kind of like just it was a worthwhile ending for all of the characters, which I don't believe all of the Marvel characters have gotten. So that was nice. But and I think we we talked about this too. But for me, it was like a last hurrah. This was, as far as I can tell, the last MCU movie that I was excited to see. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
going forward. I'm there's nothing coming up that I'm that excited about. Um, stuff not not that I'm gonna like you know throw it in the trash or whatever. If it's good, I'll watch it when it's on streaming. But nothing that I'm anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so definitively the last time James Gunn's gonna make a Marvel movie, <laughs> considering he is now the competition. Um, and actually was before the movie came out, but whatever. Time works weird. And you know, Batista's been very much like yeah. this is it for me. Uh, Zoe Saldana said the same thing. Um, so yeah, it's kind of over for yeah. for a lot of people. So it feels like a clean break. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it is a pretty cathartic ending, mm-hmm. especially if you're looking at it through that lens, which it feels like. You know, circles I lurk in online seem to feel similarly. I yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm pro- I I love the first one is still my probably my second favorite Marvel movie mm-hmm. behind Thor Ragnarok. And I'm I'm good. Like I, I liked two more than most. I feel like a lot of people kind of thought two was a dud. I if you like two, you'll probably like this one. Yeah. Yes, and that seems to be the way that people I even, feel about it. I even liked the little bit of the Guardian stuff I got in uh, Thor four more Thor and <laughs> and that is not my original. One. <laughs> yeah, and for them, I still have only watched Thor four once. I liked it. I didn't think. Everyone else friggin' hated it, so I almost want to rewatch it to see what I missed. <laughs> Maybe tonal shifts don't bother me as much as they do other people. Maybe the goat screaming bit played a little harder with me than it did with other people. Goats don't even do that. that was, <laughs> it was, that a, was meme. a fake meme. Yep. It's not what, goats don't actually scream. I hope people realize that. <laughs> yes. This is they a, don't scream like human men. It was a sound effect scream that yeah. has been put over a goat. A, a default sound effect that comes on Apple products. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so funny. debunked. Yeah, <laughs> debunked. <laughs> the world at large. Yeah. I did think of something else I had seen. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I watched. If it sucks, the, I'll cut it out. So just yeah. Okay. Take, 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 <laughs> I watched the Netflix, the Netflix documentary "Perfect Bid." The Price Is Right uh, guy. He. I heard it's about a, that. It's a new. Yeah. It's a cute little like hour fifteen doc. Like it's 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 just a it's a teacher from I think he was actually from Massachusetts, but maybe he wasn't, and I just lied about all that. Um, but or maybe it. From, like Pennsylvania. We're claiming him. He was a he was a middle school he's a middle school math teacher and he was the youngest of like a, a big family and he uh watched prices right growing up to a point where he started like understanding that there was um there was like a copy or or like they <sighs> They had recurring, repeating, that's the word I was looking for, repeating uh, products that they needed to, like, keep showing out at the same prices. And he started, as a child, started basically studying and keeping records of all of these things. So then for, like, a crap ton amount of years, he started going to the show as much as he could every year to try to get on the show to the degree that he just knew what all the bids were. Mm -hmm. And he got on the show and he had a perfect bid. And he was, like, he got a reputation from helping from the crowd. And he also was assisted with the, I don't know if you guys saw when Drew Carey first started taking over there was a complete perfect bid in the showcase it wasn't him but he was in the crowd helping that guy and it's just like a nice hour di- just seems like a nice dude like mm-hmm. a very nerdy but like this was his thing yeah, yeah. Like this was his thing and this was his life and he enjoyed it and he has he has like a bunch of the stuff he's won like all in his basement and it looked like just like it was just a i don't know it was just like a nice if you if you've ever seen The Price Is Right, I think it was nice. Bob Barker comes off great. They keep interviewing Bob Barker, great. and he's like ninety nine years old now, and he like literally has a line where he's like 
He's like, I try to give back to the fans as much as I, he jokes about, uh, like, like celebrity spotting tours drive by his house all the time. And whenever he's outside, he actually talks with them because <laughs> he said, if it wasn't for fans, I would have had to work for a living. And he yeah. was like, that sounded horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, every day, he was like, I, I did this every day for like 50 years, whatever it was. He was like, and I not once was like, oh, I'm not in the mood to do this. He was mm-hmm. like, I was happy every time I went to work. He's like, I always hear about people who have to go to work and be in terrible situations. He's like, I can't even comprehend that. Like, it's just I don't know. It was a That's fun. Awesome, yeah. It's a short, short doc, pleasant. Not yeah. really a lot of. There's a couple things that are sad, you know, like some people that kind of like messed with them a little bit and stuff. But yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. That's nice. all. Cool. That sounds really good. Yeah, I, I'm. Or I recorded a podcast yesterday or uh, <laughs> two days ago. I haven't watched anything since. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to get into the movie? Yeah. Let's transition um <laughs> we saw this in theaters yes oh, really and i've seen it a number of times since then mm-hmm. i think during the pandemic i watched it for the first time in a while and sort of like rediscovered like oh yeah this is not just like a fun movie that i watched in the early thousands when i was like dumb it's super, it doesn't just hold up it's i think maybe even resonates more <laughs> more resonates more now and then it also has that nostalgia for being yeah. a time capsule for the early thousands yeah. oh it sure was <laughs> um and so I'm directing that at Kay. Yeah, for people I, who can't see us. <laughs> no, I we saw it in theaters, and 2001, I was eighth grade, going into my ninth grade freshman year of high school, and I remember seeing it, and it was like hilarious, but also like I was like, yeah, I know people like this. Like this was like the world we were living in at the moment, like heightened absolutely, mm. like mm. in this cartoon way, but so good. And then. I definitely, I ended up buying it probably like on VHS. I bought the CD. Um, I had like the thing that would take like your Walkman and you could plug it into like a cassette player yeah. to like play it in the car. Like <laughs> sure. that was my go-to one because like, it was that long ago and I had a car from like the early 90s <laughs> when I first started driving and I w- just like watched it all the time. It was my one of my go-to kind of comfort movies. It was usually that, Miss Congeniality and Legally Blonde <laughs> Three That's a great trifecta. Right? That was my trifecta. <laughs> yeah. And it was one that I watched again in college. Like, I showed to people. Like, it would be like, hey, have you ever seen this? And people would be like, no, never heard of it. And I'd be like, sit your ass down. Like, <laughs> we need to watch it immediately. Yeah. And, and we'll talk more about this once we're probably past towards the end, I would guess. But it has gotten a reputation of being a real um, sort of internet obsession. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's merch, as you might be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing a du jour hat right yeah. now. Yes, <laughs> uh, and the Metallica. Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's, it's quite good. Uh, had either of you seen this before? No. I'd heard a lot about it, um, but I had mainly known it from like the comics, and then it gets referenced, um, or I think Josie and the Pussycats is in the Riverdale show. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a spinoff then, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, My understanding is it's a different handling yes. of the material. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think they're also, I think they were referenced in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, but I've never actually watched like the 2001 version of it, and the cartoon I've watched, but yeah, yeah. never actually watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think 2001, I would have been in sixth or seventh grade and a real dirtbag of a kid so i probably just wrote this off as a girl's movie that i didn't need to see you sound like critics in 2001 yeah. <laughs> um on that note let's transition even further 
into a one minute plot summary. Who's who's feeling one minute plot summary? E. Uh, I can do it. Okay. Start the clock. <laughs> it's it's going. <laughs> so there's Josie and some pussy cats, and that's going to be a whole thing later. And uh, they they're they're just a little rock band fronted actually by the letters to Cleo but woman, and uh, but but really Rachel Lee Cook, and they're just they're just playing music for the love of it, but they want money. Uh, and then <laughs> Ellen Cumming kills a bunch of '90s uh, co- comedians, and then is like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna sign you guys record unseen or anything unseen." And then they're like, "Cool, that sounds good." And then American consumerism happens at an alarming rate. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of ads for things. And uh, Josie's mad at Rosario Dawson. And then Tara Reed's there. And uh, then they all uncover an international plot. And the government wins. That's the movie. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah. So as someone... Also, there's a guy? <laughs> Alan M. He's just generic. <laughs> I think that's that's like part of the joke, though. Yeah. Is he's just yeah. the guy who's yeah. here too. Um, very generic. Yep. Extremely generic. Not even that attractive. Yeah. No. Literally yeah. asked me, is this guy supposed to be attractive? I think, and I think it's part purpose. of the joke yeah. that it's like the sexiest man in Riverdale was like his tag when he was like jumping at the beginning. He's just oh, some yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh um, my god. Alan M. In, in, implying that there's a number of Alans. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah. Just they're, they're lousy with Alans. Um, I really love Alan Cummings' whole bit where he's like, he's leaving, goes like, see you later, Alvin 12. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> um, as someone who appreciates guys popping up and being able to go, hey, it's that, that guy. guy. Did you really yeah. like this movie? Oh, the beginning of that movie. <laughs> Like the funniest thing to me. So the, so <laughs> yep. All four of them come on the screen, and I go, "Is that Brecken Meyer?" And then it takes me two minutes to realize that there are two much more famous because <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy so being in Donald, Donald face on. Yeah. Also, I, okay for 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 the Greg rule, I don't want to skip all the way to the end, but it is funny when Dejour shows up at the end, and they clearly <laughs> just couldn't get those three famous actors to come back and they film had him the for scene. one day. Yeah. And, like, that was yeah. Yep. And then so it's just the one, guy, it's the one guy who does not have a Wikipedia page yep. in the cast list. And like Seth Green was really like, it says here in my can't hardly wait contract that I only have to do one day of filming for this Josie <laughs> the Pooh's <Pistons> yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. So beginning, it's uh, it's the du jour cold open. So good. <laughs> they sing Backdoor Lover. They get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, du jour means friendship. Does your mean seatbelts? <laughs> Does your means crash positions? Yeah. The plane goes down. Hey, hey, that guy jumping out the window looks a lot like Wyatt. Um, it's oh, so good. Uh, it, it was the... It was the, the, the uh, put the Chevy to the yeah, left. Yeah. Oh take, my god! Take the Chevy to the left. That's yeah. something I really didn't catch probably until like no, yeah. college. You, because, like, you just like were like oh, but it's just so well done and it's so freaking like timely because this would have been right at like I mean in seeing Backstreet Boys it right. still would have been around yeah it was like it was the boy kinda, band craze era yeah, yeah sure. and it was definitely kind of at the tail end of that moment so like for them to be like kind of like have yeah. this satirical <laughs> take on it was really well done and yeah, yeah it the was, guys are fantastic it was really really funny and then when they jumped out of the plane and it crashed Killing them in quotes. That was like, is this a parody? Yeah, like, it was did like they a real take the Josie and the Pussycats like 
like license and just made a parody movie out of it because it was just ridiculous. The I, they don't through. seem to have a ton of respect for the source material. <laughs> I didn't know. So. I didn't know really much about this movie. No, other I didn't than Kay really liked it, so I knew it couldn't have been complete garbage. You know, like, yeah. you know, like, like me and Kay line up pretty well in movies. So I was like, okay, if Kay wants to, if Kay was really excited to talk about this movie, it has to have some kind of zhuzh, you know, yeah. like there's got to be something going on and. uh it, yeah, like when they, I'm like, oh, he killed them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're 10 minutes into this movie. There's been four murders. Yeah. yeah. I went into this movie. I had been a really big, I didn't read a ton of comics growing up, but I did read Betty and Veronica. Like that was mm. my thing. Like I read mm. Betty and Veronica and like, I can remember like being sick and like people like dad or mom going out and like getting me like the Betty and Veronica comic. Like mm. and that would like make me feel better. But so I had a little bit of knowledge of like the right. material. The world. So I can't remember what my reaction was like going into this, but I must have been like, this isn't Archie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah there's never... explicit like, murder happening, yeah. like conspiracy going on. <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't read, I've never read the comics, but like based on um, all of these worlds being canon in the same universe, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm-hmm. obviously in that world, magic is real. Mm-hmm. Um, Riverdale being Twin Peaks, but bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's all in the comics. Um, so like, that's kind of how I maybe saw this movie. It's like, well, it's so ridiculous to the point of like parody that maybe, but maybe it makes sense that some big government conspiracy like makes sense in this world like this because of the other things like being weird. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like there's been so many, particularly recently, takes on kind of the world of Archie Comics with mm-hmm. like the um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina mm-hmm. as well as Riverdale and like all the spinoffs that have come of it that I feel like this world in particular just lends itself to people kind of like picking and choosing and kind right. of doing what they want with it. Yeah. Um, and I do think that the kind of like over-the-top cartoony nature of everything that happens absolutely yeah, makes reflects sense. and f- feels right. like it fits with the comics themselves. Um, but yeah, there's not there's not many murders no. <laughs> and things like that that happen, <laughs> which Riverdale would disagree as well. Exactly. So. And the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Very true. Do we think that Wyatt has the serial killer gene? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Oh, Riverdale is so bad. <laughs> so it's just... To kind of get this in here early, um, as long well, first off, this is music month. We're doing movies about music, mm-hmm. whatever. You, you guys get it now. You can tell it's in the description. Um, tonally, because we're sort of saying like, oh, is the tone you know how to place it? Um, kind of reference before people did not get it at the mm-hmm. time. A lot of people didn't get it. You did, yes. um, but critics didn't. Roger Ebert gave it half a star. Yeah, oh, man. he said some really mean things about it. He said that it's they're not dumber than the Spice Girls, but they're as dumb. So like yeah. shots fired yeah, at the Spice like, Girls. I didn't understand. Spice I Girls just kept reading that and being like, why did he have a personal vendetta yeah. against like the Spice, Spice Girls? He also gave Spice World a half star. Which yeah. oh, is God. Like, I mean, it is a yeah. terrible movie, but it's also fantastic. <laughs> and like, we shouldn't oh, be doing that. Yeah. Where, and whereas that's a like, well, that's just not for him kind of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is just like, oh, you didn't get yeah. what they were doing yeah. and a lot of critics are like oh yeah i mean like it's it's kind of funny but it's weird how much product placement's in there so it's so hypocritical it's like that was the biggest issue yeah. like the biggest issue people had was how many like products were being mm. like trying to be sold and we're like no that's literally like, the, it, what, joke. They yeah. weren't the joke even, they weren't even subtle with it like yeah. that was no. the plot was, of the movie in, like, a in a shower, shower. Yeah. <laughs> the, the aquarium the, with evian with on the back wall yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was the, like, those aren't fresh water. Like, yeah, yeah, I, was I, was like, like, I hope they're not water. Yeah. <laughs> the fight scene at the end where there's like a top-down shot and there's a big Advil yep. ad yeah. on the floor, which hit. is literally wouldn't have been able to be seen by people. I was, I was, t- I said it to her halfway through the movie. I was like, you think there was like any big like ad person that was like, you know, like they're they're like, oh, we we have an ad in this movie, you know, like they go with their family. And it's like, hey, daddy made a deal for this movie. And then they're like halfway through and they're like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. can, we, can, we get all, can we get all these Evian things out of here? Yeah. Oh, it's a bad look for me. Uh, apparently, Bono got it but and said he loved, and said he loved it. Bono. But, uh, I'm glad. But, but so many critics just did. Bono's flying to Africa, giving them food and desperately trying to get them to watch the show. You need yeah. to understand this. My culture doesn't. Everyone in Ireland hates this movie. Get Desmond Tutu on the phone. He's going to love this. They need um, to see this movie. There was, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not, it, I guess it'd be easy to say it's ahead of its time just because of the reappraisal that's happened since, but it's not like sa- satire didn't exist before. And there just seems to be a reluctance to allow this movie to be smart mm-hmm. among people who were seeing it at the time. It's probably because it was three women. Yeah, I was thinking it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Directed <laughs> and written by Harry Elfon and Deborah Kaplan. Uh, Deborah's a woman also. Yeah. <laughs> Surely not capable of satire, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's also the license. Like uh, th- this happened more with video games uh, um, in my in my youth. But it's like when there's a license attached to something, like you kind of automatically assume the quality is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And you think like like whenever there was like a, like when uh, Dark Knight came out, or even Batman Begins, I guess before that, Batman Begins came out, everyone had to be like, oh, that. But this this movie's actually good. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. was like that expectation yeah. that this licensed movie was going to be bad. I think it's <laughs> recently that. It's gotten better, but I think in the '90s, like there wasn't a ton of licensed stuff that was actually looked at as being great, and that yeah. could be part of. I yeah, think I people thought, "Oh, this is going to be a quick grab. This, we're going to sell this merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're going to sell This is a tie-in to sell comic books. We're going right. to sell a soundtrack. You know, mm-hmm. we got three. You know, we have three it girls. You know, uh, on the front of this thing. Like, and I can see the Roger Eberts of the world. Watching Mulholland Drive and giving it the amount of slack, you know, like of of like an arms, you know, like a mile mm-hmm. of slack. I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but more just like you can here. do whatever you <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it. But I'm saying like with this movie, he probably walked in with zero slack, and then within like five minutes, it's like Decided. oh, this is a, you know, yeah. this is a parody. You know, this is this is low class everything, and yeah. like well, once I, you've given up on it, yeah. And I think I I really agree that it probably had a lot to do with the three main leads being three women and like at this point Rosario Dawson hadn't had I think a really big breakout role yet so the two that would have been kind of coming off of something were Rachel Lee Cook coming off of She's All That and then Tara Reid and it was I think something that they kind of were just like oh this is for like teen girls right and like that makes it not serious that makes it it can't be saying saying anything (laughs) Serious yeah. or beyond, just like oh, it's like happy-go-lucky fun time, right, just like, a vapid movie for teen girls, yeah. and that's it. Nothing deep about it. And I'm like, it's it's that's not it's it. Super non, yeah. It's absolutely trying to say something about mm. society and about kind of feminism and all right. these things, and they would just kind of refuse to see that. And it was it's not surprising. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I I it was frustrating like at the time because of just like the way that people reacted to it. It reminds me. I don't know if you've seen um. I think it's called the cult where it's a it's the same thing where like it was a complete bomb in the beginning because it was just I think it was four girls in Mm -hmm. that movie um 
and people just thought it was bad and now it's a cult classic because they're like oh no this this movie's actually really smart in mm-hmm. what they did and i think it's the same thing where like they just saw a bunch of girls and like oh this is a girl movie not uh, capable of saying anything smart and then just just, wrote just it off. dismissed out of exactly. hand. Yeah, yeah, unprincipled almost. Yeah, and yeah. I find that satire sometimes is it's hard. It's a hard sell, mm-hmm. and it's like something that people, particularly because I don't remember the trailer for this, and I didn't look it up, which I should have done. But I bet the trailer was just like these girls are like, yeah in a band, and yeah. they were like, yeah. make it. And, we'll and like, early 2000s. Yeah, and so people were like this probably song. going into it being like, yeah. oh, okay, so this is like for kids, and like yeah. I'll bring like my kid to see this, and like yeah. that's not at all what they're trying the, to do right. here. There are probably a lot of <laughs> no. parents walking out like, that, that movie hit deeper than I thought, you know, yeah. like at the yeah. time. Or <laughs> just not knowing what to make of it at all, because right. yeah. you're probably not in a headspace to be engaged about, yeah. you know, it fits right in, and, and like I'm saying, it, like I'm saying, I haven't spoken for five minutes. Uh, like we're all saying, it's it's got so much more going on than people were giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that it would be the first one to do that, but just because it's, you know, centering women so much mm-hmm. that it's not being taken seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the music slaps. That the too. music is yeah. very good. That too. Good. I still have it on some of my mixes. <laughs> like I still like will be like driving along and I'm like, she looks at me. <laughs> Every time. It always comes up and I'm like, heck yeah. I'm ready. Good shit. I, I was having a good time with the, the in- opening shot where they're they're playing the song together in like that studio and uh, they have Tara Reed on drums and Tara yeah. Reed's just doing the same thing the whole time. <laughs> but like the track was like doing rolls and stuff yeah. and she's just happy-go-lucky just doing 4-4 four, four time, you know, like <laughs> I do think like as you watch it depending on probably when they shot it they are far more like together and on key and yeah. we looked this up because I knew that they had actually played the instruments Yeah. Um, and they had like I think Tara Reid says like at one point it was like a two month band camp basically yeah. where they oh, wow. played the instruments for five hours a day and they to, were like, probably get... editing it badly so it was more that. just so that yeah. they like had their hands in the right mm-hmm. spots yeah. and like it didn't look like they were just like Tara Reed looked like she knew how to play drums. It just was more weird that like every time they'd cut to her during like a roll or something like they didn't have bad editing, or maybe they made it look kind of funky for parody reasons. Yeah, maybe (laughs) that too. Was um not to jump super off, but it was similar earlier. Did Heather's have the same problem? I think Heather's also wasn't uh, wasn't great. I was at just the trying beginning. to think of other movies. Like a little well, one of our most listened to episodes. People really love Heather's, and maybe yeah. it was just hitting Heather? at the right time because of the musical, you know, yeah. the show. And, I think and Heather's is a cult classic, though. Yeah, I don't think people liked Heather's at the beginning. Again, yeah, not understanding. Right. We definitely the, called the it a cult classic. On I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, but yeah, yeah. So I think that's all. That's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the three people in it, Tara Reed didn't have to audition because American Pie was already out. <laughs> it's interesting. So American Pie Tara Reed, yeah. while she is a blonde popular girl faux show, uh, she's not really a bimbo. You know, she's no, not she's really like, like a person in that. Yeah, and and that's like her is, only role when yeah. she's just like a normal person. Yeah. Right? Then And then this movie, I don't know if this was the first movie it happened, but I just feel like Tara Reed's entire career from this movie on was just, oh, be as dumb as a stump. <laughs> like, just, yeah. Although I think there is some like not enough saving... people saw this, so it must have just <laughs> yeah. been a choice. I yeah, <laughs> I do think there's some saving grace to Melody in that she, um, in this movie, like her the character, like mm-hmm. Tyree's character, is. I mean, absolutely played to be like dumb blonde, like yeah. all of that. But like, then she has those flashes of like, she'll say something really insightful. Yeah. Of they'll be like, like the part where um, Alan Cummings offering them the. 
um, contract and like originally Cook is like, doesn't this feel like it's happening fast? Doesn't mm. that guy seem kind of weird? And she's like, yeah, didn't you notice like how he's like folding his thing? Like he's really like insecure and like mm-hmm. thinks no one really loves him yeah. and like things like that. She'll just yeah. like say. And- <laughs> yeah. So she didn't have to audition for Josie. Um, well, the other two did have to audition. Rachel Lee Cook wins out over Maggie Gyllenhaal and Zoe Deschanel. Oh. They the, apparently they loved Zoe Deschanel, but they didn't want to go with an unknown, so they went with Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, my oh man! Um, it's two thousand, probably when they're casting it. So. That probably would have changed her entire career. Again, yeah. no one saw this movie, yeah. so maybe, maybe not. Well, my thought but, was but sorry, have, continue being thought. able to be like, I started a movie yeah. that, that, that would change or someone's career, right? Because she was she was in that big trouble movie with Tim Allen, which got pushed because of. 9-11 because it was yeah. a movie about a bomb in an airport that was supposed to come out like a week yeah. after uh, and um, she had the beginning of Almost Famous <laughs> I was going to say wasn't she in Almost, Almost sure, Famous yeah. and end and end she was in the frame in the airport yeah. and then we learned and then we know time has passed and that we've learned something yeah um, <laughs> uh, yeah and I wonder what they would have done because obviously Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo is doing Josie's singing voice. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Deschanel can actually sing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. maybe they already had that arrangement going. And it, I mean, it's such a specific style that yeah. really suits Kay Hanley because yeah. it's power pop. Yeah. And which was a style that Zoe Deschanel really doesn't delve in too much. Mm-hmm. No. So. Would have been interesting. Uh, and then for Mel, they auditioned uh, Beyonce, Aaliyah, and Lisa Left Eye Lopez. You mean Val? No. Le- yeah, you said Mel. Sorry, I <laughs> fucked it up. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Go get, go get, go get. I was too focused on was it Lopes or Lopez? Lopes, <laughs> right? Lopes. Lisa left eye Lopes. Yeah, Lopes. it's cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's take it from the top. Go again. Uh, is this a podcast for my friends? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, they said Beyonce was too shy for, huh. for Val. <laughs> yeah. In 2001? And then she was doing they gold wa- I was just going to say, later. when was Austin Powers? Well, they wanted someone with a more of a more steeped in comedy. And I guess uh, so Rosario Dawson was more of a fit in that huh. sense. It would be weird if that role was Beyonce. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that would to be the one who's getting pushed to the side. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of works in Goldmember. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and that would I think that would have been also before her solo career. So it would have yeah. been funny that, like, oh, yeah. they, they're pushing her oh, to the side. Also, it would have been so weird. She's also, what, like 18 at the time? Yeah. Because she's like yeah. 20 in Goldmember, right? Yeah. yeah so. She was really young in Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, and I, I don't know if the other, if they're, they just don't want someone who's like a legitimate super pop star, mm-hmm. which like Aaliyah or Lisa Loves probably are too famous for that role. I don't know. Would have yeah. put a dower on rewatching. Well, <laughs> I mean, sure. That's yeah. true. Especially with the plane crash scene in the first one, if it was Aaliyah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. That's a good point. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to bring it down, <laughs> yeah. but. <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, they end up with these with the, these three. And I think they do a good job. I think they do great. It feels like we're just in casting now, too. This is um, the first movie on the title of the episode where that features Parker Posey. But we spent a lot of time on Bo is Afraid recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as movies that are the actual s- subject of it, this is the first Parker Posey, first Alan Cumming. I like to think it's the same Parker Posey character in both of <laughs> <laughs> It's also a very heightened world. Yep. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty incredible. Do you think Elizabeth Banks leaves the set of Wet Hot American Summer, watches Josie and the Pussycats, looks at Parker Posey, and goes, "That 
My whole career is that <laughs> going forward. I thought it was Elizabeth Inc. for a second because <laughs> yeah. they look kind of similar yeah. and it's a lot of the same type of comedy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like Elizabeth Banks a lot, but she wishes. What <laughs> um. if she listens? <laughs> She's, like, she's, she's part- also from Massachusetts. Maybe she's <laughs> scanning specifically movie yeah. podcasts from <laughs> Massachusetts. Was Pitch Perfect a joke to you? Yeah. <laughs> mm. oh, I did want to bring up really quick because I thought it was funny. Um, uh, Tyra Reed and Carson Daly were dating in the filming of this. Huh. And then, uh, so all those jokes about how I'd never date a guy like you. Yeah, um, that's funny. And they were engaged, and then they broke up a couple months after this movie came out. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's probably better for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harry got her Sharknado money. Yeah. <laughs> Carson Daly got that, like, 1 a.m. talk show. That went, it's, it might it's still be airing. Yeah, yeah I have no idea. Like 23 seasons of The Voice, so yep. he's five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always forget he does that. Anytime I'm walking by the yeah. living room it's and him. you're he's watching The Voice. He's every single episode. Like, he's the only damn. one who's been there every time. <laughs> He's just, yeah, death taxes and Carson, and Carson Daly, Daly on the voice. <laughs> Carson Daly getting paychecks. Beyond their 80th different arrangement of uh, actual, like, judges, but it'll still be Carson Daly. Mm-hmm. Carson Daly probably has, like, $500 million. Oh, so we just probably. don't know. I mean, he's been consistently working in TV for a long time. <laughs> for he has been been doing the Daily Download with Carson Daly for, since 2013, <laughs> and he's still doing oh, it. 2013. It's syndicated. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Let's talk about the movie. Uh, <laughs> so Carson Daly. So we already said the Dijor scene, plane crash. Mm. Oh, Dijor. Why? Why it's in Riverdale? He's on the prowl. Mm. We see the opening scene with uh, three small words, and they're in the bowling alley. They're leaving. They're getting taunted by these uh, girls who are wearing pink. And then you know they're home. Whatever. Alan M. Some guy. <laughs> she's works on. She's working on cars. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh, this sucks. Let's let's go feel better. They go to the mall. Orange is the new pink. Mm-hmm. All this stuff's going on. And I feel like that's the first. There's a lot that we can jump in anywhere, but just, yeah, just kind of set up. When they get to the mall and they are like walking through, first of all, that like scene in Mega Records is like yeah. such mm-hmm. like a flash of like I, yeah, those I don't exist anymore. You know, <laughs> um, and I've been like we. I mean, we probably all like at some point, like the Boston, like Tower Records or like yeah. the New York Tower Records. And it just was like perfectly perfect like that with like the DJ in the middle who's like yep. actually like coming over the intercom and like there's just floors upon floors of like CDs and stuff. But also it's the first time you get the people walking through and they did that like montage coming in of like this store, this store, this store, brand, 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 yeah. brand. And then like one of them walks in and it's just like it's like I love my new pink shoes like yeah. your pink shoes are great we love our new pink shoes is red the new pink <laughs> and like yeah. you walk in and you're like oh yeah. shit like okay that's yeah. a lot like yeah. what's happening and that guy and wants Zima yeah and it's like you don't drink I think I should start <laughs> uh, yeah Alan Cumming gives the DJ like the world premiere mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah. a really I mean it wouldn't It'd be embarrassing for me to do it, for people listening to hear it, and it would be a huge disservice to Alan Cumming to try and replicate every line delivery in the movie from him. But just to suffice to say, he's he's putting some mustard on everything here. <laughs> so good. Um, and yeah, he gives him it. He takes the goth girl, disappears her into a van. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to hear her opinions on yeah. all yeah. Um, Yeah. He's in Riverdale. He's driving around, sees Josie and the Pussycats at some point. There's other stuff that happens in there. Yeah. Alan Cumming sure. literally played a Bond villain, and I think this was a more menacing portrayal. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
is one of my favorite actors, I feel like, of all time, just because he's so strange and he's so mm-hmm. committed. I have yet to watch that new show that he's the host of, Traders, but I've only Ooh. heard fantastic things about it. Oh. And it's just him in a castle in Scotland having the <laughs> oh. best freaking time yeah. and like basically leading people on like hi- into hijinks. And I'm mm. like, that sounds amazing. That's okay. like lovely. That's uh, um, where that one guy uh, yeah, was that he left. Like, I think he got booted out the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, but yeah, I love him. And I do think as Ben was saying, he's like giving everything mm-hmm. he says, like a little something extra. <laughs> we saw him live. We saw him in London in a play with Daniel Radcliffe and it was so good and so funny. <laughs> and yeah, he's a really uh, excellent performer who's just sort of been around as yeah. on both in theater and in films for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. And just always you forget like. He's in so many things and hasn't always, he's not always at like the center of the frame and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, he certainly is an excellent performer. I don't know what I'm saying. Was it, I don't know if it was Auntie, someone I feel like yeah, it was he had maybe a huge our family. Run on cabaret, yeah, but like cabaret. someone ran into him like on the street in New York, like after seeing like a show that he'd been in. And I want to say it was Auntie. Probably. And she was just like, great job. And he was like, thanks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds, like, sounds like great. It is funny. They're pretty they, tight. He probably <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they they summer together. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like Alan Cumming probably won a Tony like two years before this movie came out or something like that. Oh, and then, yeah. The but, first. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No. I was gonna say the first thing I ever saw him when it was Psy Kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, probably for a lot yep. of those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just a good villain, I guess. Yep. So he gets to play a lot of villains. So this really concentrated period of time between Bond and Spy yep. Kids and this. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Should mention the Alex and Alex, the manager and his sister, Missy Pyle, who's just kind of hanging around. Yeah. Oh, I love Missy Pyle. She's just, she's just pinch hitting and crushing gets a, homers. Gets a couple of the <laughs> best lines of the movie yeah. when they're on the plane. And he has, why are you even here? Yeah. Well, I was in the comments. Was in the comments. <laughs> so good. Um, he did. He won a 23 years before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, not two though, so no. <laughs> um, well, just for cabaret. It. Yeah, <laughs> um, for yeah. But sense. I d- I really enjoy how self aware the movie is. Yes. like the movie oh, is yeah. so aware of what it's trying to do and how ridiculous it is. And yeah. there's that scene when he first sees them as oh, like a I band, love that scene. and they're like about to run away. The they hear the sirens. They <laughs> take off. They run into the street, and he like. Almost hits them, stops, he pulls out the thing, holds it up, and then it's just as the like number one band signs mm-hmm. passing behind them. Yeah. Yeah. And then he turns directly to the camera and just does like something with his eyebrows and then turns back. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, like, it's so good. It's so funny. I can't, oh, I was just going to say, I can't, like, it just blows my mind that people walked into this like and thought they were taking itself like too seriously and like oh no this is bad this is dumb like yeah. it, the whole point is that it's satirical like <laughs> yes <this>. absolutely <laughs> people don't open their and it's eyes. paradise by the dashboard light that's playing <laughs> as it like oh, such a... <laughs> oh that Fantastic. just got me yeah. so good right oh. by the dashboard <laughs> well, I was saying to her because I wasn't even thinking I was just like weird choice to put uh, meatloaf here but I wasn't yes. even thinking <laughs> that it was a literal everything's paradise. a joke uh, yes what? there's so many jokes oh, so many jokes <laughs> um, 
and uh, what was I going to say? We should mention explicitly, just in case people are listening that haven't seen the movie, the thing that's going on is subliminal messaging, yes. mm-hmm. directing kids to buy things because they have ex- disposable income from their babysitting jobs that they don't have to pay taxes on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and so that's in the record store scene where people are like, I should try Zima, or like, mm-hmm. you know, I hate pink, because now it, you know, blue is the new pink, or whatever. And is that the part where we first see Parker Posey and we see her giving a tour to... I think, all the, think right after all right after that. Okay, you I first so. only see like her hand and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. her mouth, like yelling at Wyatt to get it done or whatever. Yeah. And then eventually, you see her like showing government officials <laughs> from the Pentagon into I her really underground lair. That, like, it's like a ride. Like they like yeah. bring them yeah. in and things like like it's like the like the Jurassic Park thing where it explains like what's going on. Yep. And then she's like starting to talk, and she's like the Chinese guy gets it, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. In between that is the makeover montage where the pretend to be nice right. song is playing, which I mentioned because that's the Adam Schlesinger song in this. Yep. Anytime there's an Adam Schlesinger song on this podcast, we have to mention it. <laughs> R.I.P. Buddy. Contextually R. obligated. Yes. Um, and that so they're in the city, which they only call the city because I'm sure it's not New York City right. yeah. in the comic books, but it is very explicitly like TRL's just around the corner. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, I guess. Uh, it doesn't matter. Well, TRL whatever. wasn't just around the corner. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yes. I got That's a good point, yeah. They should have asked more questions. We're not in Times Square. Are you sure this is where this films? Well, so it was nighttime? <laughs> uh, they should have more questions. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the makeover montage is also when he's, Wyatt's pitching them on Josie and the Pussycats. They, when they leave and they're looking at the billboard in Times Square. Yeah, he does the whole, would you want to buy, merge, buy? And he's like literally listening to anything, buy yeah. a comic book, buy a, watch a watch movie, a watch a yeah. cartoon, a TV Go to a show. movie called Josie the and the Pussycats. Or Josie and the Pussycats. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's so good. And then it's the Parker Posey scene in the bunker. Mm. Oh, I love it. Um, it's great. And then there's the, I mean, like again, a bad even a bigger pop than Breck and Meyer is the <laughs> the subliminal messaging instructional video with Eugene Levy, I'm yep. sure. <laughs> that was a big pop. I looked up yesterday, like, apparently they tried to get a few other people, or they were kicking around ideas of other people, and nobody wanted to be in a comic book movie. Like, yep. no one that they kind of were, like, mm-hmm. thinking about wanted to do it. Different times. And um, they had a producer who was also a producer for American Pie 2, which was filming, I guess, not too far away. So they literally took the cameras and went to the set of American <laughs> Pie 2 and just had Eugene Levy do it there. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, that's perfect. And it's yeah. definitely aged really well. And he said, like Eugene Levy has said since that he, when he thought about it, he thought his kids would really think it's funny and like would really mm-hmm. love it, like yeah. love the movie. Yeah. And so that's why he did it. And it's like, people like are like, that's Dan. Yeah. Dan would love this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Eugene Levy. And yes, I am an actor. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything he says there is extremely funny. Yep. And uh, the the button on that scene. Well, before that happens, she says lights, which is just lights. Yeah, which is just great. Um, and then the button on that scene is is someone asks, "Oh, what happens if the artists find out or like don't go along with it?" And she says, "Like we have a highly rated program to show exactly what happens to them." And it cuts to uh, like a montage of behind the music, mm-hmm. and which everyone was- starts like. Yeah. <laughs> and starts I clapping. Really like the was it the like, the woman from India like leans over and is like I really love the one on Leaf Garrett. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. really funny. Um uh for for the kids listening, that used to be a TV show. <laughs> it was um, extremely popular. Yep. That was about like bands that broke up or had horrible things happening to them. Yeah. Later on they'll show like a fake episode of 
the Captain black, and Yeah, the black guy that got pushed out of Captain and Tennille. Yep. Called the chief. Yeah, the chief <laughs> that, that Val is watching. And it's like, oh, okay. So they're not saying this explicitly, but yeah, they, they keep pushing out black people yeah. from these successful groups. <laughs> the... Um, the fun, the funny thing about behind the music is it had like at at the time, is it had that stupid like, like commercial break. It's like and then stuff went very poorly, and then it would like show the same picture and the negative it, you know, yeah. like yeah. And, and then it would just cut away. Like that's behind the music was kind of the impetus for like a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that Eugene Levy also introduces like uh, uh the DNA animation from Jurassic Park style <laughs> thing about subliminal messaging. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Then they record pretend to be nice. Um then they (laughs) while while uh Rachel Lee Cook, who already has uh very done up hair, gets her very done up hair done up again. Yeah, extremely done up. (laughs) Her hair just keeps getting wider over the course of the movie. She actually flies away at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay. So good. Um, and that's when they play that song that is by Adam Schlesinger. I got it wrong last time. Whatever. Gatorade's the new Snapple. Um, <laughs> they record it. There's a montage of all this stuff happening, and like they they're going up the chart and up the chart and up the chart. Um, which is funny if you know music. Those charts are updated once a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like five different places that they're on the chart, and then at the end of the montage, they're like, "Isn't it weird that that all happened in one week?" Yeah. <laughs> um. And why it starts to make a phone call with like really ominous music in the background. Mm. And then one of them goes like, no, it's <laughs> and he like shuts his phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Everything that's happening, like the background is always funny too. Mm. It's just, it always fits. Like if you look at like, like all the things that they have, um, branding just mm. everywhere, always. And just- so they cut back to Parker Posey and she's talking with the Pentagon guy. And they say that the name of this operation is Operation Big Concert. Yep. yep. They're gonna have <laughs> I forgot a, about Operation yep. Big Concert. <laughs> They're gonna have a big concert and uh, convince people to buy like peripheral headphones yeah. with ears on them to listen and they're going to pump the subliminal messaging directly. Mm-hmm. Which is to conform. Yeah. And this yeah. is when she's wearing the it has like all the feathers like popping up. I just want to mention that prior to that, they had mentioned that the new style was going to be Buffy meets Chicken Run, and I laughed <laughs> yep. so hard. And now, yeah. and that's what she's wearing. It's yeah. Buffy meets yeah. Chicken yeah. Run. It's Buffy meets Chicken. Run. I don't think I've ever picked up on that. <laughs> this is when she also says that like we got Mister Movie Phone to do all the subliminal messaging. <laughs> um, and then another uh, period of its time. Yeah, again, and then that's the end. The end of that scene is. Where the Pentagon guy's like, the kids will never know what hit him. And she goes, and neither will you. And then they have the whole bit about like, hey, what did you say? Yeah. We all I, heard you. Yeah, yeah. everyone heard you. Um, and neither will you guys. Meaning the, the kids. kids. You're making just my emphasizing point. Yeah. your point. And he went, oh, okay. She goes, that was close. And they do it all yeah. over again. It's so good. I feel like that is something that they don't really do too much anymore but that was very much something that like Austin yeah. Powers did that like mm-hmm. around that time that was very much like a yeah a trope. Of, like, evil it was a good bit then, yeah. Like, yeah. What, what? I heard laughing <laughs> oh no I yeah. had something in my throat yeah. <laughs> well what you're describing is they just don't make comedies anymore <laughs> so that's, that's true <laughs> the kids don't know what camp is at all Mm, Everyone's yeah. defining it weirdly online yeah, the constantly. Met, the Met couldn't get it. <laughs> no. Everyone says every everyone's ca- thinks camp now is just being in on the joke and like it's yeah. you know that's <laughs> not it for real. <laughs> like I'm wearing these jeans because they're bad and we all get it. That's camp. No, no. 
Yeah. Get out. Uh, and then they're getting ready for a party. Uh, Fiona, who's Parker Bose's character, is holding a party for Josie mm-hmm. and, and the pussy gets. Um, when she comes down the stairs. Yeah. Also, leading into that, when they're like, do the like, what's in their head, and it's like, everyone's looking at me. They think I don't belong here. Everyone's looking at Josie. No one thinks I belong here. If you're happy, then you know it. And she claps, yeah. the lights turn off, and you see her face for a second and go completely like, did I do it? Oh, the right before that, when they're getting ready and she's doing that in the shower and yeah. keeps dropping yeah. the loofah. She did it like three times. So, and then when yeah. she comes out and sees the beware of the music, yep. screams and then fixes it. And it's like, that's <laughs> a little hard. Yeah. Yes. An iconic moment with oh the mirror. Oh my God. So good. <laughs> um, yeah. Just later, DuJour was in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the party. Yeah. Fiona has like a, a weirdly show toony version. Now, why do you do what you do to me, baby? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As she's carried down the stairs, you're welcome to your party. Yeah. And then she does this thing with her shoulders, which I literally just can't get out of my head, where she's like, let's go be girls. And she goes, oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, everything Parker Posey and Alan Cummings do is like yeah. so, so good. Like affected and over the top yeah. and just the absolute best way of just like this heightened sort of character. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, they are, like, in the text of the movie, they are, like, posers. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's still working on, like, the camp level. Mm-hmm. Um, then they get to the room, and she's like, let's gossip. And she does, like, the thing with her hands, and then it's the portrait behind her is doing the same thing. Oh, my God. Um, that is such a so weird, weird, weird <laughs> scene. And it's, like, so well done mm-hmm. that, like, you're just like, what are, what are we supposed to be doing here? And then they leave, and they're all like, that was and yeah, weird. Yeah, like, was weird. Yeah. like refuses to eat one pink Pringle and is like, yeah. I'm such a pig. Yeah. <laughs> she like smells her, ask her how much she weighs. Yeah. Like 118, I'll 115, I beat you or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's real weird. And it's like, you, I mean, you figure out later, once you know what's going on, that like she has just never had friends. Right. Right? She's yeah. never like had anyone to like have a sleepover with. And it's like, okay, so that's kind of sad mm-hmm. now. But like at the time, you're like, what is up with this lady? Yep. Um, they're watching the they're watching the band as they are discussing how weird that was on like closed circuit. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, so good. And the Fiona, chill. Fiona and White are just gonna kill the other pussycats. Yep. Um, and then she goes to the Josie goes to the aquarium with Alan M. Mm-hmm. Yep. They see some manatees. There's an Evian. No, it's beluga whales. Beluga whales. They're beluga whales. They're beluga whales. Yeah. I didn't remember. Um, <laughs> and Sam, that is beluga whales. <laughs> oh, I was very mad. <laughs> Then after that, they're back in the thing. She's planning to go to Alan M's concert later. Uh, Val is kind of like feeling like Josie's thinking she's like a diva or whatever. And then Wyatt's like, you guys are going on TRL. Just you guys. It's time for people to get to know the other pussycats. Um, they take off. Before that happens, though, is I don't know why, but one of the lines that's always stuck in my head is when he's like, so you want to be a rock superstar? Or <laughs> Live large, big house, five cars. Yeah. Well, you have to put in the work. Yeah. I could do this entire movie. Yeah, I'm really it's sorry. So good. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's just such a, like, I don't know. It's not really a joke. It is a no, reference. but it's but really it's funny. To that song, but. It's also anyway. Alan Cummings' accent and the yeah. way he does it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lots of flourishes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he lies and and he's doing the thing where he's calling someone to leave a message at the front mm-hmm. desk from Alan M saying he's not going to make it. Yeah, she's like, he said all that on the message? He goes, yes. 
One moment. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, he said all that. Who do you keep calling? And he's like, I am trying to run a You're not my only artist. Um, though seemingly they just have one artist at yeah. a time, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So then the other two go to TRL, quote unquote TRL. Yeah. And Aries Spears is there doing a Carson Daly impression based on his fingernails. Which I don't get. It was like, what, what, what's so confusing? I guess for the characters too. I didn't know that Carson Daly painted a couple of his fingernails, I guess. Right, yeah. If you don't know that yeah. reference. Uh, and then Carson Daly's also there with just the most 2001 hair yep. a person has ever had. <laughs> yeah. um, I like that there's like such a half-assed effort to make it look like the actual TRL with the fake backdrops <laughs> yeah. and the standees and the yep. crowd. Mm-hmm. The tape that spells TRL. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's random celebrities in the crowd that are just like the standee. Like they didn't get all like fake people standees. <laughs> uh, I do love Carson Daly's line that he has is like yeah it's more like total request dead yeah. <laughs> and they bring out bats and start chasing them i was mad that Chekhov's matt damon didn't fire later off of the movie i was really expecting tara <laughs> reed to have like a lance wow. bass at the end of tropic thunder-esque like yeah oh like and here's matt and, you know and she found matt damon maybe that would have been the case but heath ledger's the new matt damon that is a true couple, yeah. a couple scenes later so that made me sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, us too. Um, but yeah, great Matt Damon content in here mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, all of the very specific references to celebrities do, you know, most movies that are referencing things that are happening right then in culture age so quickly. But I feel like just the whole tone of this movie, the time capsule effect isn't quite so off-putting as it would mm-hmm. be in a movie that was kind of playing it straight. And we're about girls that were like genuinely obsessed with someone who was only famous for 2000. Right. <laughs> and I guess it works that it's Matt Damon in this case, but there's a lot of other references too. Um, so then they go back to the hotel. Josie has been brainwashed by the music and is being really rude. Mm-hmm. And she so did a really good off. job of being rude. I just want to throw that out yeah. there. Yes. Like it made me want a Rachel Lee Cook villain movie, mm-hmm. you know, in the worst. Not way. only was she good at being rude, but like the way her like eyes opened, like for that scene, like made it look like she was rude because she was brainwashed. Like was, I don't know if that was just me, but it looked like that's not how she actually talks. Like it looked like she was brainwashed sure. to She's me. She's got those she two globes in yeah. her face. So. <laughs> but I get that because I yeah. thought the same it was thing. Like a little stilted in her yeah. face, like and like she her eyes. Real like open. a little bit strangely too yeah, exactly. and it's like absolutely like you can tell like something is wrong right. this is not her and it's so good it's so well done yeah that was a very well acted scene mm-hmm. yeah i wonder if her manager just took that like to like no she can be the bad like she can be the bad guy in men in black too like, look at this you don't have to call uh what's her face from twin peaks uh, <laughs> yeah laura flynn boyle, laura flynn boyle. yeah <laughs> It's a weird, like, no one at Twin Peaks likes her anymore, so she doesn't get to be in Fire Walk with me. Yep. And then she's the villain in Men in Black 2. Whatever. And then I think that's it. Like, that's I don't much know. it, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a, a whole different rabbit hole my mind just went down. But Sorry. we don't have to go. No, not your fault. It's interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's the subliminal messaging montage. She's walking out on the street. Val and Mel are, like, taking off. And her walkman falls down and like breaks. Mm-hmm. And so then she notices something's weird, goes to the studio, 
does the stuff with the soundboard to find the channel that the subliminal messaging is on. Missy Pyle has the perfect delivery of like, <laughs> you slept with Mr. Movie Phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so How'd you get him to say all this? <laughs> the part two where she's like, subliminal messaging, oh no. And you're like, Missy, get it together. Yeah. Be helpful. Oh, I love her. The few the few lines that she had, she just killed it. <laughs> so yeah. Good. Um, she's two years away from Galaxy Quest. She's almost. <laughs> there. I was like, I have such a vivid picture of her as the one of the moms in um, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Oh yeah, and true. like she does like this one thing where like they're at the very beginning of that movie, like filming her kid, and they pan to her, and she just has this like dead look in her eyes, <laughs> and it just tilts her head to the side. Oh, yeah, and I'm always like, that. oh, Missy, is she is she the stepmom in the Parent Trap remake? No, that's not her. Okay, not they have her. very similar faces. Very similar, very similar. Faces. extremely similar faces. She gets... I had that same like. Right, yeah. Like, is that her? Yeah. Because this would have been a few years after, mm-hmm, I think. Because mm-hmm. I think that came out in 97. Yeah. But very same. Very like, same. Yeah. She gets beat up by Queen Latifah and bringing down the house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. Also, her biggest role is probably the dodgeball. <laughs> She's uh, uh, whatever. Stelanovich, Davidovitsky, or whatever. Yeah, so that's our Missy Pyle segment. Yep. Um, <laughs> we love her. Also, Galaxy Quest was 99. I'm sorry. This is on the other side of Galaxy oh, okay. Quest oh, for wow. her. I thought Galaxy Quest was like 03 for some yeah. reason, but what well, uh, mm, gotta figure out a theme to do Galaxy Quest. Here. She hasn't seen it. I'm pointing at Brie. So don't watch it. Don't watch it <laughs> until you until you hear further. It's so good. And as someone who you don't watch a lot of sci-fi stuff, I'm sure all that stuff will land great. But it's for you. weird because you are kind of a Tim Allen completionist. <laughs> Especially his new stuff. (laughs) Every episode of Last Man Standing. Oh my god. The the new Santa Claus series where he's complaining about hipsters in Brooklyn and their fedoras. In 2022. And just in general, his his conservative TED Talks and Twitter. (laughs) Joe Biden in the White House. (laughs) I can't quite do it, but it was... The purred happily, but it was in the cadence of a joke, you know? (laughs) Can't quite execute, but you understood it was just supposed to be funny, and I appreciate your laughter. I knew the sound you were going for. It's not quite there. Can't do the Scooby thing. So, so Fiona runs in, and they basically, like, grab Josie and bring her to to Operation Big Concert uh, at the Mega Arena downtown. Um, (laughs) So, good. so nondescript. Yeah. 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 Um, so they're in they're doing like the villains explaining all the stuff going on. You really think you can get away with this? Haha, here's my evil plan. Um, we're gonna and then they show her they bring in Val and Mel and they show her the MTV <laughs> news segment of them, you know, slowly burning to death in a fiery hell pit. Yeah. Um I do shit. like when they reveal the car and she goes, I want a car. And she goes, No, you did it. And she goes, You want no, a car? You want a car. Nobody, Nobody want a car. <laughs> and then yeah, so that convinces Josie that she'll play. Uh, as as they're gonna race her up to the stage. Um instead there's a fight scene. Yeah. Yep. Well there's also, if if I may, the scene where she's running around the car trying to apologize. Yeah, yeah. The, I love you guys. They, they, they do reconcile. scream, you yep. scream, we all scream for ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and what sets off the fight scene is the return of Dujour. Yep. yep. <laughs> 
Return of Dujour. Uh, well, with the, re- the best line in the movie, but we'll get there. I was going to say the kind of the Return of Dujour, because it's really just the not famous guy from Dujour. Yes. And three people, three stunt guys in full body cats pretending to be other actors. Give him and a, a little star. monkey. <laughs> yeah, and Mel calls it, right? Like at the beginning, like she was like, well, they just said they um that they're missing, not that they're dead or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, it's it's also yes. a trope. Like if you don't see a body, they're probably not dead. But it was really funny that they still called that back. Yeah, mm. She wanted yes. to, she wanted to, uh, what was it? Set up a fundraiser and a bake sale. <laughs> yeah, she runs up <laughs> Every time Tara Reed runs, it's the best with yeah. the hands above her head yeah. like this. Yeah. I know this is going like right to the beginning, but she's like, wouldn't it be cool if we could be like anywhere at once? And then she just starts running from room to room saying, I could be here. Then I could be here. Good. Then I could be here. I love it so much. So the fight scene, sorry. Fight scene. And I, I got a soft track. No, it's sure. And Dujour. I thank God every day that I knew the words to enter Sandman. <laughs> Because oh, they, yeah, they landed the plane. Yeah, the Metallica totally mosh pit. <laughs> I did notice when he, when he, like when you have Alan coming looking at the, the Riverdale sign, and then it cuts. You don't hear the plane crash. You yeah. just yeah. hear yeah. noise. Yes. So they yeah. they landed at a Metallica concert. They were perfectly fine, but then were beat to hell by fans of Metallica. <laughs> and I thank God every day. But he's the only one not in a full body cast mm-hmm. because he knew the words. Lived Sandman. <laughs> so good. I'm um, just like I always want to like I always picture it of just him like screaming out the words. Oh, so yeah. never, never yeah. oh that's why away. they put it in the font. Gotcha. Now yep. I want that hat. Yep. Yes. That's a good hat. Now I want that hat. It's a good hat. Um, so they. <laughs> have this this fight scene that goes on for a bit yeah. uh there's the branding on the floor <laughs> i like that each of them have their own fighting style of like mm-hmm. val immediately is in wrestling mode yep. and is like throws him into the like thing yep. like yeah. arm bars him and then um or not arm bar arm clothesline there we go she irish whips him irish yep. and then clotheslines <laughs> yeah. him on the rebound um, <laughs> and uh, Mel can actually like fight fight and yeah. is like you want some of this and like, the big guy shakes his head and like yeah. runs away and then Josie and Parker Posey have the best just like she shoves a Twinkie in her mouth yeah. and they're just like they look like they're about to fight and then they're just like the slapping slap. at each yeah. other yeah it's 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 really good um, and then she sort of like Deeks her out, and Fiona smashes a guitar into the uh, what the mega sound, the sound, yes, which has all the subliminal messaging in it, which starts playing out loud, and they realize that the this particular subliminal message was about how cool Fiona is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're sort of like, "This is it. This is what you needed to get out." Um, and this is when they notice also that when she's on this, when she like pushes Mr. Movie Phone out of the way in the recording booth mm-hmm. or whatever, and she's using her normal voice, she's lisping. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then through that, Wyatt realizes that he knows her because they went to the same high school. Yep. Hunting, Huntington High yep. is lisping Lisa. And it's me, white-ass Wally. White-ass Wally. God. Oh, this scene's always so weird, white but it's like... And now is that oh, in right. the comics? Yeah. No, it's not. I can't imagine... That white ass Wally is a character <laughs> at like a neighboring well, high school and white from Riverdale. Fanny Wally. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Um, so weird. He takes off his wig. And it's just, oh my gosh, just white because he's all bl- bino. Yeah. 
Also, he has a great American accent. Let me yeah. just. <laughs> he <laughs> does. Good. He yeah. does. He, I love also like the sort of low tech solution of like, but he was an albino and he just like obviously smears white makeup on his forehead mm-hmm. as if to be like he's wiping away makeup to yeah. show what's underneath. And it's just like one line. And yeah. they're like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> I can put it all makeup. together now. Uh, yeah, so they get arrested because the guy from the Pentagon shows up and does the, like, I'm hearing of this for the first, the first time, time right now thing. <laughs> I think his, wait, no, before that, um, Missy Pyle and the other Alex, they're both named Alex, is like, what was the moral of this? And he's like, I think it's just that you need to be like yourself and be okay with who you are, and that's it. And she's like, I'm like perfectly fine. I don't have any issues. <laughs> then the Pentagon guy walks in and goes like, holy shit, there's a skunk on that woman's head. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, it's just your hair. Well, that's messed up. <laughs> and then Josie is like, here's all the stuff that happened. And they they did this. And he goes, they what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't be... I'd be like that. You knew what was going on the whole time. Like, yeah, sorry. Uh, we were going to shut you down after this anyway. Someone's got to take the fall. <laughs> it turns out movies are a much better use of subliminal messaging. And then Josie Busquets is the best movie in the world. Oh, join the army. Yep. He shows up on screen. <laughs> really funny. So good. Uh, Super Yaki also has that on a t-shirt. Um, Ooh. <laughs> uh, then they actually play the concert. Mm-hmm. She does the thing with the ears, you know, the be yourself bit. And they play uh that that song's good mm-hmm. that they play there. Mm-hmm. Spin arounds. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I always like power pop. And as we've spoken about at length before, I really like songs that sound like they would play at the end of early thousands high yeah. school or teen yeah. movies. <laughs> um and this is uh, one of letters those. Letters to Cleo is like right. the perfect is, she did that is in maybe always letter to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Letters yeah. Cleo is like playing on the roof at the yep. end of oh ten, ten things I hate about you. Mm. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, literally that. Literally her. Oh, that's funny because I like the opposite. I feel when it comes to that genre, I like movies that feel like they're, they're going to start teen mo- or uh, songs that they're going to start teen movies. Okay. Like the whole like um, the middle by uh, Jimmy World is like the perfect example I can always think of. That's a good one. <laughs> Such a good one. <laughs> yes, it's um, so funny. So there's uh, Alan M shows up. Again, as we this is maybe the second time we've mentioned this, I guess, kind of main character. Not main, but somewhat integral. Not really. No, you can do this whole movie without him. Uh, confesses love to Josie. She returns that kiss or whatever. There's like a, a montage of them like hanging out from different parts of the movie or maybe back in Riverdale after the events of this. You don't really know. The movie ends and there's kind of a, it's sort of a blooper reel over the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss those two. Yeah. It's always fun. Mm. I like when Pixar used to put fake ones into the end. Oh, yeah, the animated ones. I liked it, except for the fact that they would start doing that like a month later to try to squeeze out some more. uh, Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like now with bonus content at the end. You got to go back. Um, Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Great movie. Great movie. Great (laughs) movie. Great record. Um, I was telling Ben, I was like, I. Don't know what I'm going to do if people don't like the movie that we're talking with, but uh, I was like, I'm pretty sure Sam and Brie are really going to like it. Oh, I yeah. think I talked about what I wanted my score to be in the car when I was driving over here, and I think talking it through, I'm bumping it higher, just like the more <laughs> um, like the Paradise by the Dashboard Light thing that I hadn't gotten just so makes good. me think that I probably missed like three other really good things that I probably should have to watch it again to find. It's all out. in there. Um, so we did a lot of context and sort of reaction and 
mentioned that it has been reappraised and is now this thing that has shit you can buy from online, which probably wasn't the case at the time. Not just because it was harder to buy stuff online then, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, before we wrap things up, though, would you go to a performance by the band in the movie? We've asked that every time this month. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Good it's, stuff. I, I like that brand of music. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Not a thousand percent my style, but I probably would still. So last, Sounds like it'd be a fun time. Yeah. yeah. I would too, yeah. Last month was Alien Invasions, and mm-hmm. I thought that this would pair really well with They Live. Um, It's working through a lot of the same stuff in a different context, but a lot of the same stuff. Um, and if you're, I don't know if anyone else has watched They Live and Josie and the Pussycats within a few weeks of each other, like <laughs> I just did, but I would highly recommend it. Those movies, uh, Peanut Butter and Jelly. So it's basically yeah. like if Josie owned a shotgun <laughs> and <laughs> started shooting American consumers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know. And fought Keith David <laughs> on a roof. Um <laughs> That's reflecting on his initial surprise of how many people related to Parasite, Bong Joon-ho said he realized that it's not so much just specific to South Korea. Everyone lives in under capitalism now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about Succession right now, it's probably a top, definitely probably a top five show. I would assume it's, it's zeitgeist right now just because a couple of the more popular shows aren't on right now. Um, but it is a entire satire on on con- not just consumer more more rich people and but and capitalism specifically not necessarily consumerism but i feel like even now like reading online things are flying over people's heads like they're just like oh look kendall he's funny you know <laughs> like that's not yeah. oh that's not what this show's about <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah that's true and, and it's probably one of the most internet traffic driving shows online because people want to listen to podcasts or read recaps or just tweet about it and stuff. I Shiv because she's a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) It's so stupid that she's pregnant. Why'd they do that? It's like, okay. Um, Why would they put a woman in charge of a company? (laughs) I just feel like satire's been dead. This is worse than Jim Seed that 21 years ago. I just feel like satire's been dead for like 20 years. People just don't get it. People don't get it. It was killed by what was the ultimate consumer a movie with uh, Terry Crews' Nacho Camacho. Oh, yeah. Uh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, like I was saying, that's Succession's probably one of the most talked about online shows, but in far, as far as, like, actual eyeballs on it, I'm, I'm sure, like, a mid-season Young Sheldon episode gets ten times as many viewers yeah. as the finale of <laughs> Succession. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> uh, Anything on CBS has at least 20 <laughs> times as many viewers. <laughs> Um, but no one's no one's listening to a Blue Bloods recap podcast. No. So anyway, um, <laughs> talking the blood, talking bloods. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a different show. That's a different show. Um, so yeah, this is also like I was saying. There's a lot of people who we haven't gotten to talk about yet. We're probably going to save a Seth Green talk to a movie he's more central to. Yeah. But yeah, are you going to do a, a rat race episode <laughs> for Breckenmeyer? Uh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you meant for Seth Green. Oh, no. True. <laughs> Jeez, we gotta uh, watch Rat Race. I've been thinking well. that. Yeah, <laughs> just keep mentioning that movie. There's every a lot book. of transphobia in that movie. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, 
<laughs> That's why I mean, we were just talking about how it's kind of ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. There'd been satire before, but I guess anytime we do satire, we're like, people didn't like it at the time. So I, I just thought it, just it was all is. I thought how well, what a great year they picked just from the mm-hmm. sake of like all the clothes. Like that was apex for like America as a as a culture was going through a weird time. Mm-hmm. They were at the edge of the 90s. Everything was like sharp, you know, like an edgy. And then that kind of birthed weirdly this weird extremely colorful very very consumerized look Mm -hmm. that of the early 2000s and this was like a perfect snapshot movie for it it's definitely slightly coming back into vogue Mm -hmm. and it's like the y2k yeah yeah, it's absolutely something that like i have a lot of kids i see it like the school that like are wearing stuff that I'm like, mm-hmm. I own that. Like, yeah. yeah, I own that at this age, like in middle school. <laughs> right. Like, wow. It's, and it's, it's interesting. Like, I, 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 f- I feel like we're probably the age perfect for the nostalgia of this period because I feel like you're always nostalgic for your youth period, even you're not as nostalgic for the period when you're actually like late, you know, teens, early 20s. And maybe that's just because we're still young, relatively speaking, but like, <laughs> well, to like people that aren't, it's like, know, like we could yeah. theoretically still be wearing hip stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, the, like, I, 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 I can't wait until. We look weirdly back at like late twenty, like two thousands or like early twenty ten stuff because like I don't even know what the bits would be, but like two thousand one was a was a vibe for sure. Yeah, vibe. Specifically yeah. two thousand one too. Like oh one yeah. and oh two felt a lot different than like oh four did. Like mm-hmm. I feel like oh four. Yeah, the Y two K of like yeah. two thousand to. 2003 maybe yeah. like that yeah. little pocket yeah. was definitely a giant vibe oh, yeah. like very aesthetic a very clear yeah. aesthetic and i think there's there's like a pop music bubble too because yeah. there's yep. these bands that felt huge all yeah. pretty much dried up by the mid early thousands and there's that specific weird aesthetic about like early cgi to everything where sure. everyone's everything was trying to look futuristic but because the cgi was bad everything just looks weird like every mm. like lincoln park video or like <laughs> stuff just everything yeah. looks mm. or like creed's music videos like they just look so weird because it's just yeah. all green screen bad yeah. <laughs> cgi stuff uh yeah, I would, uh, but I mean, the the aesthetic obviously is welcomed with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> well, boo, boo. In the end, in does the it end, really oh, matter? Oh. <laughs> you cut me off to say the same joke. <laughs> I'm going to edit it to not even have your part of it. Damn. You see the if, if only this was a video podcast, you can see the joy in my face is waiting for you guys to settle down so I can hit you with the closer. And he beat me to my own closer. Oh Damn, you like always flip your chair. <laughs> so mad. So mad. mad. Pick a pick a song, I guess. What's your favorite song in this movie? Oh, oh. oh. As long as just I'm like whatever. We're talking about songs. Let's talk about songs in this movie. All pick right. pick one. Um, like your favorite. Don't just yeah, pick no, 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 three no. little words is probably my favorite. So, is it three little words? Small, words, small words. Small words. I knew little was wrong. I was like, that doesn't work with the context of the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really nostalgic for just like the original, like Josie and the Pussycats theme. Yeah. I really like that one. That the, sure. They had it in the credits. It wasn't like in the movie movie, but every now and again, I'll be doing something and I'll just have like Josie and the Pussycats, long tails, exactly. and hats, exactly like, <laughs> pop into my head, and it would just be like that part of the just song, that, just that part. <laughs> um, now I'm probably on some three small words. Also, yeah, that's, that's the one. That's the one that like Kay Hanley sometimes still 
plays on at like anniversaries for Josie the Pussycats <laughs> and stuff. Three Small Words is fantastic. Um, pretend to be nice gets really stuck in my head. Yeah, that's um, that's what he does. Yeah. Slash and sure does that. Yeah. Um, spin around the one that they actually do at the show mm-hmm. is that's one of my favorites. Really good. I like when it goes um, to its like second section. I when people start getting into it. Right. Like, yeah. Me too. To me too. <laughs> which ones I put on mixes most, and it's usually all a bunch, but um. <laughs> From the montages, there's one that they play called Shapeshifter that I mm-hmm. really like. So I play I'd probably go with that it's one. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah. It's a good soundtrack for sure. <laughs> I was I really... telling Ben it's one of the I think it might be the first soundtrack I ever bought with like my own money. Like I had like oh, had a okay. job and I like was like, Aww. I'm gonna buy something. Yeah. <laughs> so a little first CD I ever bought, baby. <laughs> and then another question I had for all of you. What what uh, what happened to uh what happened to these people? A little where are they now kind of thing. Mm. The, Rachel Lee Cook is on Hallmark? She's doing Hallmark movies. Oh, yeah, she's one sense. of the best. She, <laughs> If we were to look at all of the people that are in Hallmark movies. Better than Lacey Chabert? Uh, uh, no. Let's get your ranking. Oh my God, if you need a ranking. Zero to Lacey, break it out. I really was telling Ben yesterday, I was like, my like top two are probably like the Rachel Lee Cook, Lacey Chabert. Candace Cameron? Candace Cameron. Uh, she just doesn't. Oh, sorry. Candace Cameron Bure. She's married yes. to Pablo yeah. Bure. It doesn't really. <laughs> well, one of them. Like, doesn't, do it it doesn't, doesn't do it for you. Doesn't connect with me. What's Rosario Dawson doing? The most prominent of the people in the movie at this point. She's about to star Ahsoka. in Ahsoka, a spinoff of The Mandalorian. She's been in a decent amount of Mando. Um, but I still am not sure. Maybe it'll be that. But she's someone who seems like she's been famous for a really long time mm-hmm. without like a. Like, what's your pull for Rosario Dawson? Sin City. Rent. That it's feels, probably Rent, actually. Yeah, yeah it might be Rent, right? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, because it's like, it's pretty early in the run yeah. of things. Especially because, Dating like... Cory Booker? Is yeah. that, like, <laughs> oh is that gosh. her first line of the obituary? It'd be weird. <laughs> the, um, with Rent, like... Oh, I know mine. She wasn't, she wasn't the, she wasn't the, um original cast of rent right like on, no. on the, just yeah, like, she would have been way too young so as i say a lot of the movie is original cast people that have come back like uh anthony rap it's not exactly like a yeah. movie star or anything and they're like yeah we'll get you like who else is gonna look like a nerdy photographer guy <laughs> <laughs> uh rosario dawson for me probably would have been men in black too yeah, because she was absolutely gorgeous in that movie. <laughs> this, that's true. Much to Lara Flynn Boyle's chagrin. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like Men in Black Two is such a mess, though. She She's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It that. is Lara Flynn. Yeah, Boyle's yeah. Fault, she was in a lot. Like I went back to like make sure, and I'm like, oh, she in a lot more than I remember. Yeah. She was in Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, which is also what I remember her from. But like that was like yep. way after Men in Black. She was in yeah. Clerks, right? Clerks Two. two? Clerks Two. And. Uh, appears as a ghost in three. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> I mean, did you see Clerks three? I did not see Clerks. I forgot Clerks three existed until you just brought it up. Well, I went to see it with Kevin Smith. Um, his, <laughs> you guys, are buddies, you just it was like, Well, they they would they played at the Columbus in in Providence. Yeah, and it was like Kevin Smith's going to be there, and it was like, I mean, I guess why not? Fuck it. So yeah. me and a couple friends went, and it was like, you know. Kevin Smith super fans in the audience. Yep. Who all looked like Kevin Smith. Yep. Um, <laughs> a bunch of 40-year-old white dudes, I yeah. assume. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize she's in um the Haunted Mansion movie that's coming out. Oh. Rosario Dawson. We'll she's like on the poster. People online. By people online, I mean you see three things and you're like, everyone's mad about this. <laughs> it's literally three people in the world. 
uh, upset that it's not like a sequel to the Eddie Murphy one. It what? doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> seem to have any connective tissue. No. It doesn't Why need would it? it? Yeah. That movie sucks. The movie was bad. I'm glad Whatever. Whatever. Do you think Eddie Murphy's upset that he wasn't asked back? No. Jamie Lee Curtis is Madame Leota, the head in the thing. Huh. Uh. Wow. I. When's the last time someone won back-to-back supporting actress awards? Because. Because it's in the it's in the cards. How are you gonna How are you gonna edit this back into the? <laughs> you think that joke's too good to lose? Like, <laughs> just gonna cut all this. They got this me. Cast, I didn't realize it's Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Ryan Gosling, yeah. Tiffany Haddish, Lakeith Stanfield, Winona Ryder, Dan Levy. I put to you and Jared Leto, which I don't know about, but uh, I put to you putting him in things that on yeah. balance, because since Jared Leto's in there, <laughs> I like the cast of the Muppet Haunted House more. <laughs> <laughs> you got How you got Kermit, <laughs> Gonzo's in there, but Fozzie, Gonzo yep, from the Fozzie. future, Fozzie, uh, and then Tara Reed's was in the Sharknado movies. <laughs> um, yep. I haven't uh, seen a single one of those. Do you want to get that clean? <laughs> no, nah, I think it's funnier when people are like, what is, what was funny about that transition? <laughs> we've, we've cut out 40 minutes probably from... <laughs> I think it's 15, yeah. conservatively, <laughs> um, spinning off from the Rosario Dawson. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the American Pie movies, then she's in a bunch of stuff, then she's becomes a tabloid and reality yep. TV fodder for a long, long time. I, I think I might have even said on this podcast before, there's my favorite American, I'm not a huge American Dad fan, but my favorite American Dad joke is they're in a sperm bank and all the sperm things break and it carries Stan away and he yells, I feel like Tara Reid on an average Tuesday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what she was for like 10 years yeah. was just that the butt end of that i'm not saying she deserves yeah. it just that's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of those people from that time period that i kind of just like yeah i hope they're good now yeah because yeah. okay. uh, you know i'm not going to look into it because like, that you know people not a good time to be famous a lot no. of people didn't come out unscathed well like paris hilton like faces the same backlash but like Seems you can it's pretty stable and now? you can at least like, like throw your hands too she's an heiress like she she has she money started rich she didn't need, yeah she didn't need to do stuff for yeah. money really yeah and then yeah and terry probably doesn't deserve any of this no it's it's like the, probably i mean she definitely doesn't deserve any of this yeah it's like the south park britney spears stuff where yeah. it's just like people are just just want to kill them, I guess. Yeah. They want them to kill themselves, maybe. Yeah. Um, like leave people alone yep. a little bit. Um, but that's just, you know, tabloid and stuff. Is it's still around, but it feels maybe better now. Yeah. Maybe there's more of an awareness of damage just after I'm mean, happening for decades, but seemingly the crop that came up in the early thousands got real fucked up. Yeah, I mean, late 90s into early 2000s was all about shock jock humor, you know, and burying people as deep as possible. Sure, so yeah. that yeah. also doesn't help. Yeah, the, the, yeah, right, when that's the media that, yep. that gets, you know, whatever the version of clicks listens. Yeah, and then, and then we're just figuring out that, oh my God, the internet is such a, you know, haven for hot takes. Um, but still pre-Twitter, yeah. so interesting that that got so cohesively everywhere mm-hmm. you know like everyone knew that tara reed's whole bit was being a blonde bimbo that yeah. probably had sex a lot which was maybe not her life <laughs> like we don't know maybe she's just a person you know? yeah a human uh, being with feelings 
Yeah, yeah. You can have sex a lot and still be a human being. That too, with but that was the time. It was yeah. like, oh, look at this terrible person. Right, because yeah. she likes sex. Oh, no. <laughs> like you're saying, it was such a weird time for culture in the early thousands mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, not necessarily always in good ways. No. Um, yeah. But we you, got this movie out of it. So. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cut this anyway, but if you haven't seen the... Craig, Fern- Craig Ferguson's monologue about Britney Spears. That's that's feels like kind of a turning point in some of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, take this Chevy to the levee. Yes, yeah, we gotta lay on the plane. Hopefully not at a Metallica concert, so we don't get beaten up. Yeah, we'd be fine. We we'd know the lyrics to Sandman. Let's get to ratings. Every week, I'll take the ratings that we do on this episode, and I'll put them on well on every episode, respectively. Not just this episode, multiple times. <laughs> And I'll put yes. them on our letterbox link to the movies on letterbox.com. All right. So on a scale of 0. 0.5 to 5 on any scale of your choosing. Um, so, yeah, on a scale of Roger Ebert to 5 on any scale of your choosing. Uh, what would you give this movie? Josie and the Pussycats, 2001. Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. Uh, out of five. Can't be stars. Those are the rules. We all know them. Whoever wants to start. There's one really obvious one. <laughs> Uh, I give this four coasters out of five. (laughs) More coasters. I I just can't. I love that that was her like apex of fame was we have coasters. Coasters. (laughs) So good. Um, Five out of five municipal bus passes. Cool. (laughs) I... I, I want to remind people that it's the same rating I gave Predator. (laughs) It's also a movie I like. I'm going to do 3.5 Jerkins. <laughs> the long pause. Made it so much worse. A terrible mouthfeel on that one. Yes. Uh, DuJour means five stars out of five. Uh, mm, that yeah. was yep. that was the one. Um, DuJour means friendship. Yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, great movie. Uh, I liked an it. assortment of ratings, but we all liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jerk this. I'm, I'm four. I'm up to four. I'll give okay. it four. 3.5. I'm sorry, Predator. <laughs> sorry, Predator. Sorry, Avatar. I feel like that That was because you were like, oh, I need to start getting like, because the high scores need to mean something, yes. so I need to have mm-hmm. like good movies or a 3.5, yes. like a B plus. Yes. Um, that is how I feel. I feel like I'm giving everything a four, switched. and then it doesn't matter if I give everything a four. Yeah. <laughs> And but now I immediately switch that like Predator is your second lowest rated movie. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to Draft go by. I did like Predator. this movie more than Predator, but I felt like it was okay. in a similar. All right. I do try to go by how much fun I had with it, not necessarily how good or bad the movie is, mm-hmm. but yeah. unless it's just really bad. But I think um, this one kind of high quality and very fun. Yeah. I feel like this is Kay's draft day and she picked a better movie. <laughs> Everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. I watched the sequel to Mean Girls, so I feel like we've all had one. But that was more Mean Girls. Like, we we caveated the Mean Girls, too, but we talked about Mean Girls. When we do the House Bunny, then you will know. You will know that House Bunny was good. Yeah, you're right. That that was the peg that made it so we could do Mean Girls. Yeah, we we talked about Mean Girls too. What ten minutes? Yeah, Brie doesn't <laughs> like Mean Girls too. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like as a it's personal favor to you. <laughs> I watched Mean Girls too. A terrible movie. Um, that uh, so whatever we There's can't no do. Stakes. We can't relitigate. <laughs> no, once we do Literature Month, we'll do Easy A, and that'll be my movie. Except yeah. that movie's good, so like I guess That's that doesn't count. Month. 
That's next month. Oh, that's it. It's next month. What movies that's are you next doing? Next episode, maybe. <laughs> what movies are you doing? Uh, well, let's get into that. So this is the last episode of Music Month. We had a great time. Um, two of my favorite movies we got to do this month, so that was really good. Scott Pilgrim and this. Nice. Um, and then the other things we did, I also loved. And um, next month is going to be. We'll see in a week if I've come up with a snappier title. <laughs> teen movies adapted from classic literature. <laughs> So we're talking. You just, yeah, you I just, just watched She's the Man. You just watched She's the Man. How recently? We can keep recording. <laughs> Literally, like. It was right Thursday. around the time I watched that documentary. Okay, Thursday, that's, that's close enough. We'll just come back. Uh, I have I tomorrow can, off. You <laughs> um, so, yes, She's the Man is in there. I, I think. would have to actually watch it because I only saw like what, 30 oh, minutes. Yeah, okay, so it still okay. counts. Still counts. Um, the headliners 10 Things I Hate About You and Clueless. I would say are kind of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the man is also going to be in there, I think. And so then for the fourth one, because she's the man's number three, fine. Um, <laughs> either Easy A or that's not quite as clean of a like a one to one adaptation as the other three are, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Because she varies like they explicitly yeah, doing it. Yeah, because they're like directly learning about it. it in class and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we could also do She's All That and just do more Rachel Lee Cook. Because <laughs> that's Pygmalion technically, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for being on. We had Sam, Kay, and Bree. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Stitcher, <laughs> Spotify, Bing Podcast, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Jeeves Podcast, Nexus Podcast, Plexus Podcast. Um, Podbeans <laughs> is the only real one of any of those. Don't even try to Pod Google beans. this. Uh, if you go to our website, late to the movies.fireside.fm, you can find all the places we actually are, including Instagram, late to the movies underscore podcast, Gmail, send no one email, see if you checked it yet. Uh, <laughs> late to the movies at gmail.com. What else? What else? Uh, you can go to T Public. There's been a recent run on late the ladies 2023 shirts, very specific references that. Do not stand the test of time, but they're going hot and fast. Hot and fast. <laughs> yeah, we got a little Caesar's Pizza style shirts on there. and um, Hot and ready. They're hot and they're ready, and uh, they're they're almost gone. I just got a note from T Public. They said, if you don't buy them today, you're out of luck. They'll be a collector's item worth millions. Um, that None of that's true, aside from pod beans. <laughs> Thank you all for being on. I can't think of a thematic reference to end on, so goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Consumerism. (laughs) Is bad. It's bad. No thanks. (laughs) Podcast is the new podcast. Yes.